1: Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group. I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art, make it your masterpiece. Hi everyone. Welcome back to The Lavender Lifestyle. It's Eileen again. Today's episode is about intuition. How do you know whether that feeling you have inside is intuition or something else like fear? How do you follow your intuition? How do you strengthen your intuition? These are all questions that we'll discuss in today's episode with Lynn Robinson. Lynn Robinson is a best-selling author and one of the nation's leading speakers on the hot topic of developing and trusting our intuition. She teaches how to tap into the power of your inner GPS. Her intuitive reading clients consistently praise her uncanny insights as spot on. They report greater personal clarity and a deeper understanding of their purpose and calling. Lynn has authored seven books on intuition that have been published in over 15 languages. Her latest is called Put Your Intuition to Work. To learn more, visit lynnrobinson.com. That's spelled L Y N N R O B I N S O N.com. She's with us today to discuss how to listen to your inner GPS. Hi Lynn, welcome to the show. Hi Aline, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited because I love the topic of intuition and it's something that I think more people need to talk about and you know take seriously.
0: I agree, you know there's so many books out there and, and so many podcasts that tell you to listen to your intuition, but not many tell you how to do it and I'm just all about the practical, you know, how do you listen to it? How do you in, you know, define your intuition versus intuition and your voice of fear or your inner critic. It's tricky sometimes.
1: Yeah, totally. And I, I want to learn all about that. But first, let's, let's kind of rewind. I'm curious, how did you become an expert on intuition? How did this happen? Oh, my gosh. Well, I have been
0: fascinated by intuition and spirituality and metaphysics ever since I was a teenager. And what happened was I was the operations manager of a software company in Boston, and I decided it's not what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I ended up going to a funeral and talking to a woman at a funeral and telling her about about my interest in doing intuitive readings, and she ended up getting a session with me. And then the very short version of the story is that she was a writer for the Boston Globe newspaper, wrote an article about me. Oh wow! And I got five hundred clients in the next month. <laughs> and so it was one of those overnight success
1: stories. That's but definitely I've unusual. Been fascinated by oh, it. oh <laughs> that's that's in, well, I mean. Prior to this funeral, I mean, that's strange, first of all. But prior to this, did you ever, like, have you been wanting to be an intuitive reader? I really was. I did want to
0: do intuitive reading. So I had gone to a class on how to develop your intuition. And Uh I, you know, found that I was really very good at kind of tuning into other people and and Mm -hmm. getting information about what was going on with them, what was blocking them, about their life purpose. And so this whole thing just fascinated me. So I'd been studying it for a little while prior to this funeral. But yeah, I don't think there's too many people who can have the claim to fame that their business got launched at a funeral.
1: Yeah, and so quickly, too. It it almost sounds like it was meant to happen, and You're very blessed. I mean, yeah, the universe wanted you to do this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a big believer in everything being fated and predestined, but I think that there's some things and maybe one's occupation in this case is definitely one of those things, yes. That's so
1: funny. So let's talk about what intuition is. I'm curious, like, how can you tell whether your feeling is intuition or something else? Because, yeah, I'm personally kind of an indecisive person. Sometimes I feel like this way and then I'm like, oh, maybe I feel like that way. So I can't tell what's what. (laughs) sometimes
0: you know if I were in charge of the universe or if I were the the chief intuition officer I would make the voice of intuition be very clear Mm -hmm. and direct and not like the voice of your fear or your indecision or anything else it would just be Eileen this is what you're meant to do (laughs) it would (laughs) just be really maybe it would have a male voice for women or female voice for I don't know you know I would just do it differently but I think that it, it talks to all of us in different ways Um, we all hear that still quiet inner voice that's usually the way we we describe intuition, but it can come as a a feeling, it can come as a a physical sensation, like that proverbial gut feeling, it might come as a dream, and what I tell people to do when they're not sure whether it's their intuition or not is to take some small steps towards what their intuition is indicating. So my favorite example is to imagine that you're, you're really feeling like it's time to leave your job. Well, you know, I'm a practical person and I realize most of us have bills and the idea of telling your boss you're quitting tomorrow is probably not at the top of the list for everybody who has some bills to pay. So how do you do that? You say, well, I'm really feeling guided that I'm bored, I'm drained, I'm enervated by this job. I think that's my intuition telling me it's time for something new. So you can take some action steps. It might be rewriting a resume, it might be talking to a career coach, it might be doing some informational interviews. So it's you're honoring your intuition. And what I find is that when I do that, things open up, coincidences happen, I get introduced to the right person at the right time, Um, I might get drawn to a podcast like this, I might get drawn to a magazine article that gives me information. So that's part of how you can follow your intuition, and it will start giving you
1: clues. Interesting. So you're advocating taking like smaller steps towards your intuition, intuition, just to double check that that's the right direction.
0: Yeah, I'd say that that's right. And you know, the the tricky part of this is it part of it is intuition is like any skill, the more you use it, the Mm -hmm. better you get at it. So it does require a little bit of practice. So you might want to do it in low risk situations at Mm -hmm. first. The other thing that I, I find is that intuition will keep nudging you, it will keep saying, try this, do that. And also, I think people get scared of their intuition, because it often leads them out of their comfort zone. You know, whether it's the example mm-hmm. I just gave or it's time to leave a job or begin or end a relationship or to try something new, we often get scared or uncomfortable and then we convince ourselves that it must not be our intuition. So mm-hmm. I tell people just to yes. be aware of that so you can kind of push through the discomfort. And, and, you know, sometimes we wish that the confidence would come immediately. And I have at least found in my own life that the confidence comes when I do the thing that I'm a little scared to do.
1: Exactly exactly i think it's so important to like just do one thing every th- day that scares you right i love that quote
0: yes oh i love that quote yes absolutely yeah cuz everything that i've done in my life that i've been proud of and including you know writing seven books and yeah. and speaking internationally oh my gosh i was so scared before i did any of those things the first time i ever gave a speech i had a muscle spasm in my back for 2 weeks before just being so nervous about it and you know and before i wrote the book i mean i would just remember sitting there i got a Contract to write a book and I'd be staring at my computer screen going oh all these other people can write better than me what if it doesn't sell yeah. what if it, you know you I know all, that little all the
1: time yes oh, I <laughs> and yet here and... you
0: are doing this lovely podcast so you overcome your fear <laughs>
1: it's a constant battle it's like every day you have to show up and fight it again and do it again yeah.
0: you know yeah. uh, thanks for being honest about that because I bet a lot of our listeners think that you and I you know here here I'm I've written all these books and I have this mm-hmm. intuitive advisor business and you do these podcasts and this lovely website and all the things you yeah. do. And w- probably people project on us that, wow, we're just the most confident women in the world. And yet here we are talking about how scared we
1: get sometimes.
0: So exactly. I just think it's important for people to know that.
1: Yeah, it's human. It's such a normal thing. And people forget that. And I think that what mm-hmm. sets people apart, the people who are successful, is that they take the action anyway, despite that fear. They follow right. their intuition anyway. Yeah, Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Yeah, so it's Feel the
1: Fear and Do It Anyway. That's one of my very favorite books. And I think you just summarized it, yes. So you, you say that people should ask questions of their intuition. So what do you mean by that? What kind of questions should we be asking?
0: Yeah, it's so important. I think often we ask the wrong questions. Like, you know, why haven't I met that, that, you know, my soulmate? Or what am I doing wrong? Or why do I never make enough money? I mean, to me, those are very disempowering questions. But I like asking intuition open-ended questions. So, you know, what could I do to attract this person that I want into my life? Or how could I create more abundance? Those questions that really allow intuition not to just say yes or no, or give you a criticism, because usually intuition doesn't do that, but it allows an open-ended question and an open-ended answer. So you'll start getting Information. The way that I like to do it is usually when I get up in the morning, I meditate for a little while. And then I will ask, I kind of do it the old-fashioned way. I find out writing it longhand works for me. Some people for doing it on a computer works. But have a pad of paper, a mm-hmm. pen, or your computer keyboard. And just ask your intuition, you know, what do I need to know today? Or what do I need to know about this upcoming interview? What could I do to be better prepare for the day or for some event that I've got? And I find that intuition often gives you little fragments of information. It might give you a feeling or an aha moment. And I just try to jot down anything that I get, whether it's an image or a phrase or things like that. And then I usually, just on my on my smartphone, I'll keep the question kind of active throughout the day and we will find that I get led to answers. You know, it might be a conversation. It might be something that we talk about mm. on this podcast. So it comes in a lot of different ways. Yeah. But I think when you prime the pump by asking the question at the beginning of the day, the answers will start to
1: come. That's actually really helpful i want to start doing that because i love journaling in the morning as well but i've Mm. never thought to to leave an open-ended question and answer it throughout the day because things do pop up i'm a big believer in whatever you focus on like that will grow or that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so yeah i love that yeah, you know, it's oddly I learned that
0: technique through a group of engineers that I, I gave at a speaking event, and I was thinking this wasn't my, you know, my usual client, but my audience of you know women who are into personal growth and spirituality it was a group of ma- male engineers, and this guy came up to me after the class and he said, you know, engineers are always famous for their pocket protectors where they put their pens, and I said, yeah, and he said I keep an intuition card in there, and he pulled out this little three by five card that he had in his pocket. At the beginning of each day, he said, you know, I'd write questions how can we increase the number of widgets in our factory or something like that and he said throughout the day he would just be drawn to having conversations with people and the answers mm. would come or the aha moments would come and you know little insights would pop in and so at the end of a work day he had a whole pay wow. you know card filled up with answers I just I thought that was so amazing. cool so that's my variation on the theme yeah here. that's so helpful
1: <laughs> That's really great. So you noted that you have a three-step intuitive business plan to grow your successful business. So what is that, and why is that helpful? Yeah, I
0: bet that there's a lot of listeners who have thought about either starting their business or have have a small business. And here's what I do. I'm like you just said a few moments ago. I'm a very big fan, also of I guess we call it law of attraction. But you know what you focus on expands. So I like to start with step one, which is really getting clear what I want. Like if I could wave a magic wand over myself or have somebody else do it, you know, what would be a successful outcome? So if for my business, it might be, you know, X number of speaking engagements every month or X number of clients for my intuitive advisor business. And, you know, there's other things I fill in for my personal life. So I write them all down. Sometimes I create a vision board to kind of help me focus on it. I have that over my desk. And then step two is after I meditate in the morning and just kind of focus on my breathing, it's usually just for, you know, 10 minutes more or less. This always sounds weird to describe it, but I talk to myself as if I already have what I want. So I'm like stepping into the vibration or energy of what I want to create as if it's already happened. Mm. Like, wow, I just love that my calendar is filled with, you know, all these clients and I really just having such a good time talking to people. You know, I love this fact that I'm going out on the speaking engagement this later this month and, you know, things are money is pouring in and I'm really having a great time with my husband and the vacation is wonderful. And this is just, I'm just a imagining. imagining that, yeah, I'm imagining it. So I just talk to myself as if I've already had it. And it sounds weird to talk to yourself, of course, although I'm pretty sure we all do that. I do it inside my head. I don't do it out loud. I probably would scare everybody around (laughs) me. And then the third step is really the piece where the intuition comes in. Before I open my eyes from step two, I just put my hand over my heart because I think it gets me out of my logical brain. And I just say, what three things could I do today to move in this new direction? And I just pay attention to what comes to me that feels interesting or exciting or feels like it mm-hmm. lights me up. And, you know, it can be a small thing. It's not necessarily write a book or something like that. It could be call Eileen to see about getting on her podcast. <laughs> it could <Yeah. laughs> That was one of the ones for last month. Oh. It could be sending somebody an email. It could be making a phone call. It can be attending a class. It could be taking a nap or going for a walk. So it's just it's just something small that you're feeling guided to do if it feels draining boring kind of sucks the life out of you that's your intuition saying that's probably not the best thing to do today so intuition partly guides us by what we feel excited about or energizes us or lights us up so that's how i like to live my life so i try to live it as you know for the most part things that really feel energizing to
1: me so those little steps you t- you make sure that you do it that day yeah i do it that day and listen i'm an overachiever mm-hmm. if if one
0: thing a week works for you <laughs> that's fine too <laughs> (laughs) but I like to do three a day that always seems very manageable and I I like that because if I feel stuck I can usually think of three things to do and if I feel overwhelmed those three things become my priority list And then once I've Mm. those are done then I'll feel like anything else is is a plus for
1: the day. I think for most people sometimes the things on our to-do list feel like obligations and you're not exactly lit up and excited to do those things but they're kind of necessary so how do you feel about that?
0: Yeah I mean like for example I hate doing my bookkeeping and balancing my checkbooks Mm -hmm. at the end of the month and so if it's it feels like that to me on a specific day oh I should balance my checkbook but I don't want to I I won't do it but you know it's interesting though there usually comes a day in the in during the month that I go oh I could do that today and I feel fine about it but I the real main point here is that if there's something consistently that feels draining to you that takes energy a lot of energy for you it probably is your intuition saying to either move away from that Mm -hmm. to delegate it or to not go there in the first place and Mm -hmm. that could be a situation that you find yourself in frequently. It could be a person that is really draining your energy. So I just think it's it's important feedback that when you feel that way consistently about yeah. something or some person, that there's something off with the energy there.
1: I like to hear that because sometimes you feel like you have to force yourself to do things. And just you're kind of reminding me like, you know, listen to your intuition. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't feel right, then maybe it's not for you at that moment. Yeah,
0: right. right? I remember yeah. taking a marketing class one, one time and the guy who taught the class was just a total extrovert and Mm -hmm. he loved going to networking meetings and he loved taking workshops and going to conferences and, and doing all these, you know, typical things like having lots of people around that extroverts like to do. And believe it or not, I tend to be more of an introvert, which doesn't mean I'm shy, but I just find that I get a lot more energy by doing more contemplative things like writing or things of being by myself, reading a book, writing blogs, things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, And I tried to be who, what he was, you know, it's like he, this is how he's saying I have to be marketing to be successful. And, you know, it just didn't fit for my personality. And I found that when I really listened to my intuition, what lights me up, that it was really writing and, you know, and whether it was my books or my blogs or creating meditations that I have on my website, you know, things like that were were more suited to my introverted Mm -hmm. nature. And those were the things that were successful for me. So it really, you know, I think we often compare ourselves to others and we have to really be appreciative of the skill sets that we have and the aptitudes that we have and really honor those.
1: Yeah, because sometimes like all these business coaches are telling you like, you have to go out, you have to network, you have to do this, you have to do, there's a lot of shoulds that we... we're hearing all of these, like you should do this or you should do that. But I think at the end of the day, you have to listen to yourself and do what lights you up, which is different from what lights someone else up. Also to feel like you're not missing out on anything by not doing that, right? Right, that's <laughs> right. I know, mm-hmm. but why don't we compare ourselves yes. to others so much?
0: Oh my gosh, I know, I know. And I do you know, I mean, I do that too. It's like when I sat down to write my divine intuition book, I just remember sitting there going, Oh, so-and-so has written a better book than me. And what mm-hmm. if I can't, you know, and it's just that negative self-talk that starts to happen. And mm-hmm. I, have learned when I start feeling heavy or anxious or, you know, a little depressed, I stop myself and I say, what am I saying to myself right now? Cause it, often that feeling emerges that depressed or anxious feeling or whatever those heavy feelings are emerges out of what, of the self-talk that's going. Mm -hmm. on rather than the, you know, it's kind of coming out from nowhere. So I really try to stop myself. And then I just say, what is it that I really want to create here rather than that, you know, that negative self-talk. And I think that kind of helps me shift it.
1: I love it. Alright my loves, it's time to take a break with our sponsor, FreshBooks. If you're a freelancer or a small business owner, FreshBooks is an intuitive cloud accounting software that's the simplest way to be more organized and productive with your day-to-day paperwork. With FreshBooks, you can create and send professional-looking invoices in less than 30 seconds, set up online payments to get paid faster and more. There's even a new FreshBooks proposal feature, which allows you to include an outline of your project, scope of work, and a timeline. No more switching software, fussing over formatting and wasting your precious time. Freshbooks is offering all lavender listeners a 30-day unrestricted free trial so you can try it out for yourself. To claim your free trial, go to freshbooks.com/lifestyle and enter the lavender lifestyle in the how did you hear about us section. That's freshbooks.com/lifestyle. I'd also like to thank our sponsor, ModCloth. Whether you're looking for the perfect beach outfit or summer dress, head over to ModCloth to shop their unique, everyday styles. Modcloth's signature label is designed by women, for women, with looks available in a full-size range from XXS to 4X. You can even get free sizing and styling help from their team of mod stylists. I love the dresses on Modcloth. Their floral and romantic styles are perfect for spring and summer, especially with all these weddings coming up. I have my eye on the Defining Divine Lacy White Midi Dress. The style is a bit flapper-esque, and it's one I know I could wear so many ways on so many occasions. To get 15% off your purse, Purchase of $100 or more, go to modcloth.com and enter the code Lavender at checkout. Again, that's m-o-d-c-l-o-t-h.com and enter the code L-a-v-e-n-d-a-i-r-e. Hurry, because this offer expires on June 29, 2018. I want to mention your latest book, Put Your Intuition to Work. Can you tell us what this book is about? How is it different from your previous books? Because you've re- written so many books on intuition. Yeah, I, know.
0: I can't believe seven I know. books. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, the Put Your Intuition to Work book is, is as it sounds, a little bit more mm-hmm. business oriented. So I, I wrote it especially for people who were in small businesses, who are entrepreneurs, who are managers, about how to use their intuition in everyday decision making. So it could be how it helps you in sales. It could be how it helps you with personnel decisions or, you know, working with co-workers or how to make the right hiring mm-hmm. decisions or, you know, really a lot even on our own lives. How can we grow the business or how can we develop more of what we want in our businesses? And in each of the books, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, I'm really very practical. So I try to include in the book not just how to use your intuition, kind of mm-hmm. the philosophy of it and why it's important, but each chapter has some exercise that you can do. And, you know, they're not all going to work for everybody, but I, you know, hopefully out of the book, there's six or seven techniques you can do that will work for you on a daily basis to really help you tap into, I call it your inner CEO mm, in the yeah. book, you know, it's like that inner wisdom that we all have. Um, so that, you know, that's really the, the latest book that I wrote last year. And then the, the other books are a little bit more kind of personal growth, spiritually oriented. My best selling book mm-hmm. was divine intuition. And I have a lot of information on my website, a lot of free information, videos and articles and quizzes and things like that at lynnrobinson.com where you can also find out about the books
1: awesome yeah we'll definitely link everything down below in the show notes i'm curious i mean this is a personal question because i'm currently in a stage where i'm starting to hire more people to my team so can you just quickly give some tips on how to use my intuition because it is hard like i've been interviewing people and everyone's talented how do you know who's the right one
0: yeah, so I've actually done that because I have a marketing assistant that, I, that I've that i just recently hired. And so yeah. what I do is I just sit quietly with a person's name written on a piece of paper and I just say, what do I need to know about this person? And what are their strengths and what are their weaknesses? And then I'll just ask some more general questions like tell me how she'll fit in on my team. And sometimes I'll ask the yes or no question, will this be a good hire? But generally I try to keep it open-ended. And listen, the thing about intuition is it comes in little Pieces of information. I, I, you know, it's it's a little intangible. Sometimes it's like what kind of like when you have a dream and it's got little fragments of information that you remember. But I try to write down anything that you know. Like what are their strengths? Well, you know, organization Mm. or um, very outgoing or very polite or pleasant. And I just will get like little words. I might get a feeling about that person. You know, I started doing this interestingly when I before I started my business, I was in sales, and so before I met with a client somebody who I hadn't seen, you know, sometimes it was Mm -hmm. a cold call, or we just got the name of somebody that I had to, you know, call from the service we were selling. I would just sit there with with that pad of paper and pen and go, okay, I'm about to call on this Mr. Jones. And what do I get about Mr. Jones? How can I, what what does he need? And how, what's going on in his life? And I would just get these fragments of information and ended up being the top salesperson in the company. (laughs) That was my secret weapon was my intuition. But that's the practice that I do when I hire somebody. I go, what do I need to know about this person? And what are their strengths and weaknesses Mm -hmm. and honestly you feel like you're making it up I think that's the weird thing because it comes through Mm -hmm. the vehicle of your imagination yeah and, and so you'll feel like you're making it up. But what I found over time is that intuition will feel subtly different than my own inner voice, like an inner critic or just unconscious conversation that we're always mm-hmm. having in our own minds. It feels usually intuition will make me feel peaceful or give me a sense of relief or just feels a little, little bit different than that regular inner chatter mm-hmm. that we have. Yeah. And again, you know, boring answer, but it
1: just takes some <laughs> practice. It takes practice, Um, but what's interesting is that you always seem to ask questions, like open-ended questions and sit with them Mm. and, and let the answers come.
0: Yeah. And sometimes it comes when you least expect it. It doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily come when you've got that piece of paper in front of you and you're trying so hard to get the answer. It may come when you're blow drying your hair or taking Mm. a shower or walking the dog or taking the transit line home from work or something. Those sometimes comes when you're really not so engaged. With my business clients, I just tell them, you know, take a short break, go walk to the water cooler or, you know, sit in another chair in your office or, you know, get outside for lunch if you can and just take a walk and just, you know, sit there. what is my intuition saying about my day and what i need to focus Mm, on here
1: i love it so i know that you also have some really good tips on how to overcome worry and i know that a lot of people struggle Mm -hmm. with this always worrying about the future or whatever so can you share some tips on how to overcome this
0: yeah you know the first thing is kind of goes back to that those that three-step action plan is to really think about what you want you know if if you could be have anything what would you like to create because usually worry is about the opposite of that so oh my gosh you know I'm going to be a bag lady on, on the street or I'm going to you know I'm going to lose my job or I'll never find anybody you know we just have that you know constant worry that often wakes us up at 3 a.m. and you know it's really hard to shut off that mm-hmm. mind chatter so I, I've learned and I suggest to other clients and people listening to really pay attention to when you start to feel that anxiety of that negative self-talk and to it's a practice it takes a little time to kind of get this going on a regular basis so that the worry doesn't overcome you but it's stopping yourself going oh there i am worrying again what do i want to create instead and so it's kind of a habit that you're needing to develop of going oh there i go i caught myself getting worried again what do I want to create here? What do I want? And what I found for myself, and I see this in others, Mm -hmm. is that there's like a pattern of thought that we have that just become like automatic background noise in our brain. You know, it's like, oh, I, I, you know, always worry about money, or I always worry about how I look, or I always worry about my weight or something, you know, that goes on in the background. It's like a, just a a chatter that's constantly there. And so part of it is becoming conscious of what you're telling yourself, and then Mm -hmm. saying, what do I want to create instead so it's a very powerful tool it sounds kind of trivial in a way but you'll find over mm-hmm. and over that when you can catch yourself and what you're saying and you know I mean I think affirmations are really helpful you know you have to find one that really fits for you I mean if you're for example you're got a job that you hate and say, you know, I'm, I'm in the best job possible, you know, I mean, that may not fit for you. So you have to find things that, that feel like they resonate with you, that make you feel open and spacious. Yeah. So, you know, it might be looking at some affirmations online or reading some books on affirmations or just thinking about what would make me feel better right now. So
1: just to break the cycle. Yeah. Most importantly, it sounds like just being aware of what you're saying, catching Mm -hmm. yourself and then recreating kind of like having control over, you know, what do I want to create now instead? Right. Right. And the way
0: that has to do with intuition is that when we're really thinking all those negative thoughts, it's really hard. I think for the intuition that, that really wonderful inner wisdom that wants to help us or wants us to be healthy and happy and feeling loved. And it, that's what intuition is always guiding us for, mm-hmm. or two. And when we've, we're filled with those negative self talk, it's really blocking it. I mean, I'm sure yeah. you've had girlfriends where, you know, you're, you've got some great advice for them. And they're like, they're going, you know, I just can't meet any guys, you know, all guys are bad. And they're all going. Oh, blah, blah, um, blah, yeah, blah. totally. <laughs> it's like, no matter what you say, no matter words of wisdom, I've got mm-hmm. Prince Charming to introduce you to here, you know, it won't get through because of the negative self talk. So I think that intuition is very much like that. It wants to help us, it wants us to create a life that we love full of joy and, and happiness, success. And when
1: we're filled with that negative self talk, it has a hard time getting through (laughs) yeah totally I mean it's really it puts me at peace to know that intuition will always lead you to the right place like I really trust that right it, it won't yeah it won't lead you astray. Uh-huh. So I love remembering that, and then that reminds me to follow my intuition and and speak to it more often.
0: Yeah, and it really is a conversation. Yeah. And and it and it's like what you know what is my intuition telling me about this? It's like you know even just that as a question, and stop. And I think that we all have a main way that our intuition speaks to us. I mean, I get it through that still quiet inner voice. Yeah. Other people get it through dreams. Other people get it through physical sensations. So it might help to look at when you've made a big decision that's been a successful decision for you in the past, how did you get that? How did you know that that was the right answer? You know, did you get that a feeling of relief when you thought about it? Was there a still quiet inner voice? I mean, how did you get the information? And conversely, when you made a bad decision that turned out badly, it didn't go well. How did you, you know, what was the decision-making process for you before? So it's really learning to see how your specific individual com- intuition communicates with you and then just learning yeah. to tap into it. And even just asking that question, Question, like you just said, what's my intuition say about this? You know, what is that inner voice? It's a real, it is a, you know, very powerful tool. It wants us mm-hmm. to be happy and successful. It's our, it's our, our default nature is to be happy and healthy and feeling loved and, mm-hmm. and being abundant. And it's so it's really like your inner
1: compass that points you in that direction. I agree, and you know what? I as an influencer, like I get questions from people all the time through social media, just asking me like, "What should I do here?" or "Can you tell me about?" It? And I, I think I realize a lot of people they they know the answer, they have the answer within, and yet they they're always seeking confirmation outside of themselves. They're a seeking, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, absolutely.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny because I, I because I've been doing intuitive readings for so long. So often people ask me the same thing. And I find that actually a successful intuitive reading is not so much that I'm telling somebody something that they don't already know. It's that I'm actually agreeing with what they've already received as information. But getting that confirmation is very powerful.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I just want our listeners out there to know that for anything that you're going through, any questions you have, just know that if you sit with yourself, the answer is there. Like, you don't really need to find it outside of yourself. I agree totally. You know, I think we all, you know, are looking to the experts to sit, tell us, to
0: define us, and we compare ourselves to others and say, you know, I've got to be just like them, or this is what success looks like. But it's such an individual thing. And, you know, look, I believe we Mm -hmm. all have a life purpose. And so when we really touch Mm -hmm. in with our intuition, that inner wisdom that's always guiding us, it will lead us in the right direction towards what we're here
1: to do. So Lynn, lastly, what is one technique or action our listeners can take today to strengthen their intuition? I would say to take action,
0: even if it's small steps on the guidance that they're receiving. I mean, I liken intuition to your inner GPS, and so you've gotten in your car, you've programmed your GPS, and you said, here's where I want to go. Well, it's not going to start giving you clear direction until you put your foot on the pedal and say, you know, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm moving. And then it will start to give you more clues about what the next step is Mm -hmm. and the next step and the next step. So I think it's really starting to act on, ask the question, you know, what's my right next step? What do I need to do in order to create this life I want? And then take that courage and take
1: that next action step yeah and take the next baby step it doesn't have to be a huge leap it could just be a little yep. little action well said absolutely Alrighty, make sure you guys check out lynn robinson and her seven books you can find her work at lynn robinson.com that's spelled l-y-n-n-r-o-b-i-n-s-o-n dot com all right thank you so much lynn i really appreciated this interview and it's been really helpful for me personally oh great yeah. thanks you ask good questions all right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. It helps us so much and also helps other people find the show. You can also catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. Love you all so much. Bye.